back with the third season. You're listening to Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. You going to kill the lead in this time? I don't know, man. <laughs> you got it in you, dude. I'll probably kill it. I'll destroy it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, counting down in three, two, one. What's going on, Night Shifters? I'm Chuck. That's John. The world's, the universe's, no, maybe the whole, what's bigger than a universe, John? Galaxy. The multiverse. The multiverse. Gal- no, galaxy is not bigger than a universe. Oh. Galaxies. Youngest Gen Xer, and this is last night's coffee. <sighs> Praise God, baby. We, we are on air. This is episode 38, Chucker. Of this season. I know. It's, it's kind of crazy how quick uh, this time flies by, man. We've had a lot of shows now, a lot of talking you and I have done on these shows. Um, we've probably got more podcast hours than Obama. Oh, yeah. His flunked right away. That one with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. That one sucked. We probably got more viewers, listeners. I actually tried it for like two seconds. It was awful. Yeah. That's just an odd combination. Yes. I mean, a fake blue collar guy and a, you know, Obama. Yeah. I, sure I, I did not dig it one bit. Uh so what'd you do this weekend, dude? I'm a little sniff. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this has something to do with what I did this weekend, and I'm a little sniffly. Okay, well then why don't you tell me what you did this weekend? Uh, well, since the last podcast was a Wednesday, uh huh, and I was on vacation. Everything seems like the weekend. Mm-hmm. But Friday, I was very bored. Okay. Um, everybody that I know was busy, so I was left just by myself. Were you at the – are you talking about after the game? No, before the game. Like okay, during, before the during game. During the day. During the day. During the day. So everybody I know was busy, and uh, I decided to clean my truck out. Okay. Well, I went and got an air freshener, one of them little canned air fresheners. Sure. I put it in the back seat or back floorboard and didn't think anything else about it until about lunchtime last night trying to figure out why I felt so bad. All day, every time I get in my truck, and then oh no, you're having a reaction to the air freshener. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh, Chucker. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the daggum uh, ragweed this year. It was the freaking air freshener, man. (laughs) First, it was the laundry detergent. Now it's the air freshener. Yeah, the laundry detergent. Man, I'm just, dude. My legs are good though. Are they better? Yeah. Oh, praise God. I didn't wear pants, but for about an hour during vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You were getting all that sun, weren't you? Man, it's crazy how it heals us like that, huh? Dude, when I got in the ocean, they were burning the Ooh. first day. Like Ooh. you could feel the tingly. Ooh. Like pouring salt in the wound. Yeah. But doesn't that clean it, though? Yeah, man. It felt so good afterwards. I was exfoliated. <laughs> Did you rub a little sand in it to make it worse? Yeah, like, <sighs> <laughs> I got you, man. I'm so glad your legs are healed up, man. That was worrying me for a minute. I thought it was scurvy. I mean, we went down this whole <laughs> list of things it could have been. I don't <laughs> detergent at this point. <laughs> what do you think it was? I think it was just heat rash. Oh. Oh. <laughs> The whole thing was blown out of proportion. Yeah, yeah. And the reason, <laughs> but at least it's better now. Yeah, and the reason I don't think it was the laundry detergent is because how come it was just my legs? How come it wasn't my whole body? Well, where I was laying point. in bed and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Good point. And you were using that on probably your sheets and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. But at least it's better, man. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're feeling better there. I worked on the pizza list this weekend. Yeah, I, you sent me some pictures, man. I'm excited to hear uh, your review of this place. Where was it? What's the name? Give me give me some details like that. Okay, so it was Poppin' Pizza and Fireworks. <laughs> okay. And where was this located? 
beautiful Hampton, Georgia. Right across from the racetrack. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a full-time pizza place and a full-time fireworks stand. And are they open seven days a week? I think I think so, yeah. They might be closed That's Monday awesome. or something like that. I think so. Yeah. They're a full-time fireworks store and a full-time pizza store. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dude, it's, it can't be brick oven, though. They can't have, like, flame. Well, like, they've got it in two separate buildings in the same parking lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it looked yeah. like they had a pretty good selection. I looked through the window. I didn't actually go in. As far as fireworks go? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. But it's still, it's Georgia fireworks. They're never that good. They're never that good. You know, we could use that. You got to go out of state. A lot of analogies this year. Um, yeah, so the pizza, <clears throat> Mary Beth said it was some of the better mom and pop pizza she's had. Okay, so she really liked it. What did you think? I gave it about three pepperonis. Okay, tell me why. Um, it just lacked something. I, I think it lacked garlic in the sauce. I'm not sure. It was missing something. I can't. I can't quite put my hand on it. Mm. Mm. I mean, it, it was missing something. I'd go back and get some tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, did you bring home any leftovers? Yeah, I'm gonna eat it here probably before I go to work. <laughs> nice, nice. But we went up there to let Mary Beth's dad and sister meet Chloe. Oh, okay. And uh, that went pretty well. Oh, good. It could have gone a lot worse. It could have gone way worse. <laughs> good. I like to hear and that. Then, then we went to Cheyenne's house. Well, her dad didn't go, but. The rest of us, you know, because we had Cheyenne, Kyle, we had the whole freaking deal, dude. Really? Everybody's at Poppin' Pizza? Everybody. You know, so we all go back over to Cheyenne's house, and they surprised me with a freaking birthday cookie. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you. They couldn't do it because you were on vacation. Yeah, so I got, I had all the kids around, the grandkids, and it was, dude, it's freaking awesome. And we watched Bare Knuckle Fighting. Oh, really? Yes. Have you ever watched this? Oh, yeah, dude. I watch it all the time. Are you kidding me? Those guys are brutal. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother level, dude. Yeah. They, uh... There's um, there's the, there's the one guy in particular that I watch on there uh, who's just phenomenal. His name's Mike Perry. He is specifically cut out for bare-knuckle boxing. Like, he is so ruthless. Now, were you watching bare-knuckle MMA or bare-knuckle boxing? Um, it was on Fobo. Did they have takedowns and stuff? Were they taking no, each other to the to the ground and punching each other? Or was it all stand up? It was all stand up. No kicking. No kicking. Okay, so yeah, it was bare knuckle boxing. Yes. Yeah. Because they have both now. They actually have bare knuckle MMA and bare knuckle boxing, That's good. which is crazy. And you, they can do it in Florida. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a few states where it is sanctioned. I wouldn't mind going to one of them fights. That would be wild. So, uh, what did you think of the bare knuckle boxing? Was it just as brutal as you wanted it to be? Yeah, dude, some of them guys are like crackhead. Them, them, the flyweight guys. Yes, who can just go forever. Yeah, they look like your local gas station crackhead. Yes, you know, and they just like, hey, y'all want to go fight in the ring? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them might be, dude. You never know. Some of those promotions are shady. They seem shady. They seem. I mean, you you don't know what you're getting into with some of those organizations. Well, I saw a few knockouts. Most of them go the distance. Yeah, when especially when it's those lighter guys, um, you'll see it go the distance because they just don't punch quite as hard. Yeah, and then Kyle you know? was watching some uh, old footage of Kimbo Slice. Oh yeah, dude, the ultimate bare knuckle guy. Dude, that thing, that that dude's a beast. He was a he was absolute. Um, he is like the epitome of fight lore. Like he came around at the perfect time when YouTube was just coming around, and like these street fights he would have, just him in the backyard, just wailing on dudes, knocking people's eyeballs out. He knocked one dude's eyeball out. 
I wonder if that was that white guy. I don't remember which one it was, dude. It was so hardcore. Kimbo Slice was the man. This this white dude walks into the backyard all swole up. You can tell by the way he's walking, he's fixing to get his butt kicked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he got a couple swings in and it's like. Yeah. And he was like. Kimbo was. It's like, holy cow. Kimbo Slice was an animal. Do you remember? They would be like fighting in like parking lots and like in backyards, like by those old school satellite dishes and crazy stuff, man. Like he was he was out there, dude. Yeah, that was it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very fascinating. Um, If anybody hadn't checked out Kimbo Slice on YouTube, go ahead. Look him up. It's amazing. Fight Club, man. Yeah, it's that it's that real backyard stuff. Like, and he even made it to the UFC at one point. I mean, yeah, we watched he, one of those fights too. He made it. He, I think he won a fight or two in the UFC. I mean, I don't remember. Yeah, he, I don't remember. He struggled but, um, because he didn't have a ground game. Right, right. I mean, he would uh, he could stand up with a lot of people, but the 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 ground is a different different end. I was watching. We watched the one with him in Houston. Houston, somebody. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Houston Alexander. Yeah, that's it. Houston Alexander, if I remember correctly. And Houston Alexander was built like a like a like a like a Greek god. He had every muscle on him. Yeah. And then you got big old gorilla Kimbo Slice over on the other side. I told uh, I told I told him I said I feel like we're watching Django. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Mendingos fighting. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm if I remember correctly, Houston Alexander, bald guy, right? Yeah, very bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching that. I I haven't watched that fight in quite a while, but I remember watching it um, a while back. And dude, it's just so cool to see that he went to watch those early YouTube videos and then see him on the big stage. Like he made it. He did it. Well, that's- there's another guy, um, Jorge Masvidal, who was who was featured on like one of Kimbo's backyard brawls. Like he fought before Kimbo did in one of these backyard brawl things. And Jorge Masvidal actually found himself on the UFC roster as well. And he made a lot of money. He, he had a lot of fights in the UFC. Um, he's, he just recently retired and he's the guy who actually started bare knuckle MMA because oh. he's from Miami. And with it being legal in Florida, uh, he's able to to have fights down there, okay. so he's doing all these bare knuckle MMA. He's actually like the lead guy, and as far as that goes, he's he's started this 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 really cool league as far as bare knuckle MMA goes. I think it's Game Bread MMA or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, or it might just be bare knuckle MMA. I can't it, remember I the name of his organization. It is interesting. It's a wild game, dude. That those are a different breed. That's a different breed. And it's mainly for your hands. Like, the, it, it does slice and dice up your your face, like the your opponent's face, a lot quicker to not have the gloves. But it's the impact is still just as hard. Like the the little the tiny gloves don't take anything off right. of impact. The tiny gloves are more for the fighters' hands to protect their hands. Okay. I yeah, and to to prevent a little bit of that slicing and dicing because you do get a little more pressure without the gloves. Yeah. So like you, that pressure point is a little bit. You're you're more likely to get cut uh, with bare knuckle, but yeah, I mean it's a whole different breed. And some guys have tried it just to make money, and they they do one fight and they're out. Yeah, because they got their butt handed to them by some yeah. beast in the alley. Um, yeah. So I got to uh, I got to go look at a bit of a beast myself this weekend. Can I talk about that for yeah. a minute? Dude, I got to go look at a uh, '67 Fury. Um, shout out to Darren. Uh, one of our regular listeners, uh, I got to go over to his place and check out the 67 Fury. It's been parked since 1974. Yeah. And it has not run. It's been in a garage in Pennsylvania since 1974. And uh, it's in pretty awesome shape, man. It's going to be quite the project. Um, I should be giving updates pretty regularly, I think, on the show of how it's going. But We've got to replace a few things to get this thing running from, you know, just being yeah. being kept for so long, being sat up for so long. But 
we should be able to get it going. There was a little nest I had to clear out of there. I mean, the typical stuff from being garage kept for this long, but it's in great shape. And I'm I'm looking forward to tackling the project, man. I'm excited. Well, that's good because that's out of your wheelhouse. It is out of my wheelhouse. It is an old-timey, carbureted, yeah. um, external coil. Um, yeah, it, it's it's that whole nine yards. That uh, Old-school 318 stuff. Yeah, did you make it fire off? No, not quite. We get, we don't have spark, man. We don't have spark. So probably um, I've got a parts list started. Um, I think, uh, yeah, but when I opened up the distributor cap, like uh, the little, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, man. I'm blanking on the freaking name. But the little brass tab that, yeah, the points. Thank you. It, it was basically rusted <laughs> out. School so. mechanics, man. Yeah, thank you. That little brass tab guy was rusted out, so. Um, newbies it, it, it's it was uh it, it we'll get it going we'll get it going i can working on those cars is like reading the newspaper versus what we do now is like surfing online absolutely that's a that's a really good way to look at it man because that's about what it's like i mean everything's so accessible too it's so nice to look at it and be like oh i can see everything yeah and like, if you see a wire, there's only so many places a wire can go. Right, right. There's <laughs> probably only like six on the engine. Yeah, there's really not that many, man. So it's pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to uh, to taking on that project for sure, man. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated, Night Shifters. Well, cool. That'll be fun. We can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, it's a '67 Fury Three. If anybody's interested, white convertible top, pretty sweet, dude. Sounds awesome. Sounds yeah. awesome. So let's hit the football wrap-up, man. Right, what do you let's say? Do it. He got a block. Yes. He scored. They knocked him upside down in a somersault. Touchdown! Touchdown in the goal line. And we come up and we hit him shy on the 16-yard line. And we've stopped him. And we have won this thing in overtime. This is the football wrap-up. Well, John, did you watch any football this weekend? I got to watch a little bit, man. I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted, but I caught a little bit of some college games here and there. Um, not that much of the Georgia game, but I did get to watch some of it. I caught the I caught the highlights afterwards of a lot yeah, of the games. That was a tough game to watch. That was, man. The, these slow starts have got to go. Uh, you know, I've got one friend that is not on the train with me. What are you talking about? The freaking Bobo's Got to Go Go Express. <laughs> Can we call out that one friend right now on the podcast? Because that's obscene. No, if you want he, Bobo to stay, you've lost your he mind. He knows who he is. Okay. All right. You need to get on that train right now, sir, because Bobo has got to go. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think he's the only person in the state, in, bull, in dog nation, that is on the Bobo train. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, dude, I also want to point out, though, as the game progresses, and I understand that once we started putting points up on the board and the game got later, Auburn has got to take more chances. They're more likely to throw and things like that. But doesn't it seem like the defense plays that much harder? Like, why aren't we playing, like, ball hawk defense to begin with? Why can't we play that hard a defense to begin with? It seems like almost every game that UGA has, they're ending with an interception and then downing the ball a few times. And I know that, that a lot of that has to do with the other team pushing the pace and trying to force the play. Right. But at the same time, like, I feel like they're playing harder. They're playing ball hawk defense. They're going for that. Why can't we play like that in the first quarter? If It feels like in the first – first quarter we're just filling them out we're not even we're not even playing yeah it's like yeah you're let's right let's go out here and see what these guys got yeah it's rope-a-dope every every first half you know it's, it's getting tough to watch i let's take their best punches in the first half and then just smash them in the second it, then we run the same offensive pattern yeah all game yes and and you know and and, and you know, Bobo's not out there, like like my friend said, uh, and he knows who he is. And if he wants to argue, he can get him a podcast. Um, 
He's got the technology. That's right. He said, you know, Bobo ain't out there actually on the field making the plays. He ain't playing quarterback. I said, I told him, I said, yeah, but he's also not – what's he doing with this quarterback during practice? Right, absolutely. It, it don't look like either the boy ain't coachable, you know, and he's not listening or he just ain't got any skill. Yeah, Stetson's struggling. Who? Uh, you're talking about Stetson? Stetson ain't playing no more. Or not Stetson. I'm sorry. Golly, here am I, here I am mixing up the daggone names. Um, Beck. Beck, thank you. Thank you, Carson Beck. But it's like. Here I am missing Stetson so much. I know, I know. <laughs> At this point, we we took it for granted that we had this freaking fifth string guy who stepped up and just killed it for well, us. Was freaking talent. Yeah, you know, yeah, we really take it for granted. Hidden talent laying back there, but yeah, hey, whatever. The, let the Rams figure that out at this point. Uh, I don't even think he's working for them anymore. Oh Lord! Well, let the SEC network figure it out in about a year. Yeah, he'll be on that. <laughs> you know, he'll be behind a desk somewhere, freaking talking, being an analyst. That's what happens to a lot of guys. Yep, but uh, no, no offense. It's just tough. It's tough, man. It is tough. It is tough. Um, um, Colorado. I, I, I hate. I hate that it's panning out that way. And and what are we going to do if they're not willing to start the other guys behind them? Right. How bad are you they? Know, what does that say about them? Yeah. How bad are they? Yeah. I mean, and these were supposed to be five star guys, right? Yeah. Well, you know, just because somebody's a five star guy, it's like we talked about last week with the uh, with the Falcons. Just because you can go out and pay for these players don't mean you built a team. Well, that's true. That's true. The Falcons are proving that. Again. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's – you got to get those combinations. You, yeah. you got to get those those guys, you know. You ain't, you yeah. ain't got that dog this year. Right. That's sad to see. Did you <laughs> – oh, man. Um I, I don't want to jump ahead too much. It was something in a documentary that we're going to recap, but uh, I'll, I'll remember when we get to, when we get on that subject. Okay. But um, it it was hard to watch, man. Georgia's got to quit this slow start stuff. Bobo's got to go. I want to see if they're going to see they 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 act like they're going to run this West Coast offense, and then and then they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. They act like they can air it out, but then they don't. Right. And I don't have a problem with playing smash mouth football. You know what I mean? But you're getting these guys who are supposed to be throwing the ball and running the ball and being all, you know, and it just, Bobo's so predictable, dude. It's yeah. the same thing over and over again. We're not playing to our strengths is what is, is my opinion. We're not playing like Georgia. Right. Even, right. On, a, even on a Georgia bad year, they don't look like Georgia. Right. And I think, I think Bobo needs to take into account what he's got at what positions. You know what I'm saying? Play, play the players you have. Don't run this this offense if it's not gonna. If the players you have can't execute it, well, because the slow. I'm not. I, I know they've been winning. I get they've been winning, but the slow start is not cutting it. I got a stack of tickets right here. The stack's getting lower, but if you want to get on this train, the Bobo's got the Go Go Express is right here. There we go, man. There we go. I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Colorado That's, lost again. I saw that. I saw that. They were losing bad, but it happened to try to make a comeback there in the second half. Yeah. that's. A, I, I, I kept up with the score. I didn't get to watch any of the game. I didn't either. What was I doing? Oh, I went to Home Depot. Ah, gotcha. You got to get that done before the Georgia game starts, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I did see that LSU lost. Kentucky beat Florida. I was happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like to see Florida lose. You know, it, it's pretty awesome. Anytime Florida can lose, yep, uh, it's a good day. Yep. Tennessee beat South Carolina. I mean, it was a lot of it was a lot of inside the SEC play this week. It was. It was. It was good football. Um, and then we got some high school notes. Yes. Uh, here we go, dude. Uh, we have we have how many how many games were played this this weekend in high school? Two that we follow. Okay, and the reason it was two is because Griffin and Spalding played each other. There you go. Um, and uh, 
Give us the results of that before we get into the uh, extracurricular activities. Well, it was uh, 41-0. Okay. Uh, Spalding won. Wow. I listened wow. to a little bit of it on the radio because mm-hmm. I didn't realize – I've had I known they were playing it on Saturday in the afternoon, me and Charlie probably would have went to that game. Oh, wow. But we didn't realize – we just knew they were playing this week and we didn't pay attention to the, the time. Wow. And so we're listening to it on the radio, messing with the truck. And I I think I heard that guy on the radio say that Spal- uh, Griffin has got a freshman quarterback this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they're letting him get his feet wet, aren't they? Man, they are letting him get everything. That's <laughs> a that's a full that's a full immersion in the in the water, isn't it? Though? Yeah, because I mean <laughs> It's one thing to be a freshman, you know, lineman or even a running back or anything, but daggum to be out there making the decisions. Yeah. Against those guys that are about to go to college. Sink or swim, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's getting thrown to the fishes. But uh, after the game, and, and they, the reason they played the game on a Saturday afternoon is because it had been getting violent between the two schools for years. We talked about that on the podcast. Yes. And uh, they thought a Saturday afternoon would be better. Yeah, and it didn't. It It didn't get any better. They had a uh, a shooting resulting in the death of a fourteen or fifteen year old, depending on which article you read. Oh, that's sad, man. Um, That's sad. And if I remember, if and I read the, I was reading an article about it this morning, and it sounds like they've got a seventeen year old in custody for it. Oh, did they get him? I, I know think they so. were looking for him. Oh, okay. I thought he was in custody. Um, I hope he's in custody. That's terrible. That's a terrible act. Yeah, that's a bad deal. I mean, look, it's a football game, and we yes. love our football. Yes. But the battle happens on the field. Yeah. We pick those guys to go fight that battle. Right. For us. And after now, the game, it's over. Right. Till next year. <laughs> Question. At what point do they stop the Griffin versus Spalding game? I don't know. That's what a lot of this discussion is on Facebook. It's like. I, I, I wouldn't doubt we, it. How many people have been shot now? Probably since they started this series. Uh, probably four. It's every few years. I mean, there's always I'm not trying violence. to be one, but it's high school football. Yeah, it's high school football. Um, this was gang related. Okay, each school has its own gang, you know. Sure, sure. But I'm sure I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff we don't know about behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. If it was Bloods and Crips, wouldn't the the game be neutral? Like. Like that wouldn't be a, a fighting point. Like these yeah. real, gang, real real California gangs. This is we're going to go play this game. Yeah, I've heard of that before. I mean, I can't, you know, what I mean, I can't tell you one way or another for sure. But I've heard of like they can set it aside for this game. Right. Being mm-hmm. able to set, you know, we have to have competitive sports. This is a competitive sport. Let's take it out out here on the field. Yeah. I mean, I've also heard about it going sideways as well. So yeah, so I don't know, man. These guys, they we we gotta do better, Griffin. Yeah, it's it's sad to see our kids doing stuff like this, right? I mean, these are teenagers, and I'm not trying to say blame the parents. I'm just saying we've got to set better examples. We've got to counter all of these bad actions with good actions. You know, um, I'm not saying like I'm not a proponent of banning. The Spalding versus Griffin game. No, do we? I say I say if there's going to be shootings like that, bring in security, bring in extra security, dude. It, from what I understand, there was a ton of police down there. Wow, like do whatever you've got to do, man. I I'm not saying censor the game. I don't ever think that's the right option. I don't what ever if, think just disbanding the game is 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 a good idea. But do whatever you've got to do, and and make it happen. You know. Do they need to hold it to a smaller crowd? Maybe, maybe limit the crowd. You know, two, two maybe, or three hundred tickets per side. 
something. Maybe or, limit the crowd. I don't know. But that's an option. I I that that came to my mind. Um but then again, it's like even if you limit the crowd, like are you vetting them? No. You're no. you are you are not gonna vet anybody to get into a game. Do they do they have any metal detectors and stuff to get in? Uh yeah, last time I went well, it happened outside. The shooting actually happened outside the game. Right, 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 right. That's what um, I was reading about. Uh last time I went to one of their games they did. They ha- they they wand you before you go in. That's a good thing. I just, I say just ramp it up, man. Put put security out if it. And a lot of these shootings we see are are outside the game, right? Yeah. Like they're not inside the stadium. Now, uh, what about somebody had mentioned neutral territory? Mm, that's an idea. I mean, if we're gonna play it on Saturday, let's go ahead and move it up to Terra Field in Jonesboro, or one of the big fields over there, and don't. I think uh, East Coweta's got a very large seating capacity. I'm pretty sure they do. I I don't have an issue with that at all. I think that would actually help. I mean, that way, that way, you got to travel over there, and if you yes. can't travel over there, you know, you ain't gonna make it. I don't know. Right. I like that idea. I think that's actually a pretty good idea to take it to neutral territory. Put it on neutral territory and put it on TV. Hey, do something. I mean. Especially when both teams are hot. Yeah, absolutely. It's a heck of a game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this year, uh, not so much, but uh, maybe next year. Maybe this maybe this freshman quarterback will do some growing. You never know. Yeah, I hope so. Um, our Falcons are uh, – Well, we got we to gotta talk about Skipstone, dude. Oh, that's right. We haven't gotten to the high school. We haven't gotten through all the high schools. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we got to talk about Skipstone. I'm sorry. So, we went down to Flint River Academy. Yes. And uh it was it was a uh, it was rough. We had six players get hurt. Oof. Oof, six starters? Yeah. Oof. Bama, yeah, that's a huge hit. Bama and Deuce both got hurt. Oh dang. Bama's probably got a broken collarbone. We don't know yet. Oof. We'll know later on this week. Um oh. these boys are playing rough, man. I'm talking about Making, you know, Charlie's like, they messed up Charlie's shoulder. It's kind of pulled back out now and working. But he said, he said, man, they were still, pull, they had one guy pulling my shoulder backwards after whistleblower and kept on pulling it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he collided. It was uh, three of their players versus him collided. It was a pretty, pretty loud hit. Um, mm. So we got to check him for, a, get him checked for a concussion today. He's been kind of moping around and stuff so um, yeah did he get pulled from the game for a little bit at least for a little while uh he was he passed protocol on the side of the field okay you know they were checking him he was out for a few plays and then he put his gloves back on and went back in and that's when they got his shoulder mm. so um we'll see you know dang man it, it was tough that's a rough Obama. game what was the final that. score do you remember I think it was forty-one to fourteen. Oh wow! The good wow. thing is, it's it's not a region game. It's not even. We're not even in league play with them. That's what I was going to ask you. Were they even in y'all's league? No. And because okay. I know, I know, in order to fill up the schedule, you've got to play quite a few outside yeah. out outside the league, outside the 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 region teams. I get it. Yeah, because there's just not enough. Um, uh, you know, Christian or yeah. Christian schools out there to fill it up. Right. Uh, so then Flint River Academy, were they big old boys? Man, dude, they were size. They didn't have anybody body bigger than Deuce. Mm-hmm. But overall size, they probably, the team probably weighed more than us. Like, right. You know how we've got some big guys, but we also got some small guys. Sure. Sure. You have um, some big guys. They, they have had a lot this- of big guys. They had this one dude playing wide. Um, I, I don't know what all he played because he was running the ball, he was catching the ball, he was tackling people. I mean, that's the only you take him out of the game. I don't know what the score would have been. It probably would have been a lot. This dude was like a one man wrecking crew. Oh wow! He was doing it all. Wow. He's like, what was it? Boo boo and uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll wash your car and do your dishes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got you, man. You know. Sorry. And the whole team's just blocking for this cat. Yeah. 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 So uh but the they had a uh they they got the big screen down there too now. Oh wow. So they got the the big LED, you know, electronic scoreboard. That was pretty neat. But did I tell you about the Wikipedia of that school? You did not. No, please inform me. So the whole reason Flint River Academy was started was because of desegregation of Georgia schools. Really? It yeah. I yeah. had no idea. They wanted to keep them a white school. <laughs> so they started Flint River Academy. Yeah, they got kicked out of one go- sanctioning or governing body, whatever league of play in 1972 because they refused to desegregate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, now is that still the case? Well, in 2020 they had 212 students. Okay. 200, I think it said 208 were white. Oh my gosh. One was black and the rest were mixed races. Oh my gosh. And you oh. get that vibe when you go down there, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> oh. That's yeah, yeah. crazy that it's still like that. I yeah. mean, there's no denying that at that point. Yeah, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was like, you want an interesting read? Look up their Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, teach their own. If that's how they want to be, that's how they want to be. But Sure. This yeah. is 2023, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're fighting a ra- they're fighting a battle that's uh 60 60 years past. And it was their homecoming. <laughs> oh wow. So this was their homecoming game. Yeah, this is their homecoming game. So, you know, they were all amped up about that. Yeah, they had to show out a little bit. And uh, you get over there to the concession stand, and they have an alumni sign in so they can read them during the halftime. Right. And, you know, I saw names on there that graduated in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, when all that stuff was still fresh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, that's crazy, man. It's wild that that still exists. Yeah, yeah. We're exposing the dark truths of of South Georgia here on the podcast. That ain't that far south, dude. (laughs) You're right. 30 minutes from you. You're right. It's not that far south. Man. I have a friend. He sent his daughter there now, and I'm starting to question. I know, right? That's kind (laughs) of a, yeah. I mean, well, you know, whatever. It don't feel good. It don't feel good at all. Because, you know, yeah. I, I like people. I like all people. Right. And, uh, well, for the most part. <laughs> it's definitely not based on the color of their skin as to why I do or do not like them. Right. 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 I'm you know what I'm saying? Chance, man. But, uh, so, that was that. What did the Falcons do in London? Uh, the Falcons lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. It was, uh. Seven to twenty-three was the final score. So is this not going to be the year? Uh, I mean, they're two and two. Um, so are the Jaguars now. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I mean, my prediction at the beginning of the year was that they'd end the year with a losing record, but winning their division. They would have an eight and nine record, and they would still win their division. So right now, I'm pretty on par with my uh, prediction. Yeah, because the Saints lost this weekend. Yes, so that's two um, in a row for them. Yeah, it's all a level playing field right now. I think everybody's two and two right now, or all the teams at least have two losses anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think the Falcons are right where they should be. I, it's offensive woes after offensive woes, man. They can't they cannot get it together offensively, and their their defense is okay. They're it's okay. Yeah, you you know, but they just can't get anything going. Well, um. What do you think? What do you think it's going to take? Do they need to build a team, or is it, you know, is it a coaching thing? Is it a, you know, who they're getting? Is it management? Well, you know, I I like Arthur Smith as a coach, and it's 
too it's too much like the Atlanta Falcons to just throw the coach under the bus. I feel right. like we do that so much, you know. Um, I do question whether they have the right guy at quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Um, they had a, I, as much as I didn't necessarily agree with their draft pick, Bijan Robinson. I mean, that kid is a stud. He's their he's their starting running back, and he is definitely the future. If they can build around that guy, if he can stay healthy and they can really build around that guy and they've got a um they've got a really good guy that backs him up named Algier and um if they can keep that running back duo going for a little while the Falcons have always had good years when they've had a really good running back duo you can't it's hard to put it all on one guy yeah. nowadays in this NFL and they they've also got a really good pulling guard to make those points. Yeah they do so they, and they might can build something around that yeah, they, they went out and built a decent defense. Um, they got some guys who better fit their scheme that they were trying to run on defense, and that's helped a lot. So if the defense can spend some time together, and I think if – again, I question their choice at quarterback. I don't know if Desmond Ritter can carry the team because that's obviously the most important position, no matter what anybody says. Like, So I do question that. But other than that, I think they've got a lot of good pieces out there. The offensive line has got to gel together. They've got to gel a lot better than they are right now. But Drake London as a wide receiver, Bijan Robinson in the backfield, they've got a decent team. It's just that quarterback position. And uh, their play calling has been pretty decent. I haven't had that big of a problem with their play calling. Like I said, Arthur Smith is a good coach. I kind of like him. Well, we'll give it some time. Yeah, we'll give us some time. Again, I, I, my prediction's holding true right now. If they can uh, pull out that 8-9 and nine record with a division, that would be awesome. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'd, I'd take it as a win. Are we going to – I guess we're going to have to talk about her again this week. Who's that? Oh, T-Swifty. Yeah. Between- the Monday night game, I tuned into that for a little bit. Um, the Jets – uh, versus the Chiefs. Of course, this was supposed to be a lot more of a dramatic game with Aaron Rodgers starting. Yeah, it was It was kind of a dra- dramatic game <laughs> yeah. for a little while with what they had. That's true. That's true. But every time they made a t- <laughs> the Chiefs made a touchdown, pan to the sweet. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's How's T-Swift reacting? What's she doing? She's um, You know, I, I told my wife, I told my wife yesterday or today, I can't remember, that I was watching the Kelsey documentary. And she was like, oh, you mean Taylor Swift's boyfriend? <laughs> but it's, but really, the documentary is more about Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> and that's, I had to explain it to her. I was like, well, you're talking about two-time Super Bowl champion Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> this one's more about, I said, you know, and I explained to her, I was like, he's probably the best tight end in the league. He has been for quite a while, like at least one of the best in the league. It was pretty funny. It was a funny moment. You know, they're both future Hall of Famers. Oh, absolutely. They are a power couple. It, Did you see who else was in the the um, boot in the suite with her? No, I didn't. Freaking Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Um, there was a bunch of. Is he a Jets fan or a Chiefs fan? I think he's just Ron Reynolds, man. I think he's just there. <laughs> he's like, what is this American football you're talking about? Right, right. <laughs> but, That's hilarious, man. But yes, yeah, so I did I didn't notice him in the suite. No, I, I saw they kept pan they panned over to her. You know, I was texting with you a little bit during the game and It just gets to be a little bit ridiculous. My wife said that that's all that's being talked about on social media is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah, she she finally made him famous. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, To talk about the the Taylor effect, the the Swift effect on her, on him. Yeah. Yes. His jersey sales went up 400%. Holy smokes. Are you kidding me? No. He's now. I I hope that guy gets a cut of it. Now he's a top five NFL jersey. Wow. Look at the Swifties coming out in yeah, numbers, dude. And they're having to learn football. <clears throat> it is you freaking know, hilarious. As if football wasn't watched enough. Right. right. A whole nother genre of people are coming to watch it now. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, the, it's the Swift effect. And his his social media media following went up by like three hundred thousand. 
Oh my gosh. So Oh my gosh. That's wild, dude. Now, have you watched the whole documentary I about the Kelsey the whole, brothers? I have. Okay. Cause I right now I just got to where they both won their their conference championship. So I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the documentary. They're about to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they're about to go to the Super Bowl. It's and so they they know that both brothers are in. It was really cool. It was really cool to see Jason's celebration of his brother. Yeah, and like how happy he was <laughs> yeah. for his brother to make it. And he's like, okay, let's take off his t-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look, there was a part. What I was going to tell you earlier is there was a there was a moment when they showed from the conference championship, the uh, the NFC, when the Eagles were playing. Who are they playing? The Giants. No, the Giants were their first game. Anyway, um, and he, Kelsey comes up to Jordan Davis and he says, listen, man, yeah, take this all in. You know, you're a newcomer. You, this is your first. Take this all in. You don't know when or he says something like you don't know when this will happen again or something. Yeah, like he that. Said, but you're speaking him. to that to that dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, what, like seven years to get there? Yeah. Seven yeah. Seasons. He said, don't take this for granted. And uh. And you know you gotta look at it from Jordan Jordan Davis's perspective. He just come off a national championship win in college. Yeah, absolutely. And here he is in a conference championship, yeah. man. Boom, boom, boom. Wow how how awesome is that? I'd love to I'd love to hear his whole story from his perspective. You know. Yeah. Who's your how favorite awesome Kelsey? What? Who's your favorite Kelsey? Oh, Jason for sure. Okay. All right. So we're on the same page on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jason Kelsey, He's a man. Dude, what a man. guy. Huh? Like, like he's a dude. Yeah, yeah, he's just another dude. Uh, his brother's kind of a bro. His brother is a bit of a. He's a bit of a bro. He's a bit of that. I I get frat boy vibes. Yeah, I get frat boy vibes. But that's cool. Whatever. Like, how um, I was brought to tears a couple of times almost in the documentary, dude. One when his when jason went back to cincinnati to the coaches in cincinnati and begged for his brother to get back on the team put yeah. his put his name out there on the line vouch for his brother to get him back on the team that almost made me cry because like how how much does that take you know what i'm saying yeah you know they the fact that they were two brothers playing in the super bowl last year together yeah one thing but the fact that they were not superstars yeah till recently yeah. Like, they were late bloomers. Absolutely. I mean, J- Jason Kelsey, like, no offense, but outside of Eagles Nation, his name wasn't huge. Right. It was big, like, ever, like it was decent, but he's a center in the NFL. Like, no center really gets that big of a name. No, but you know what? You, I've been noticing that a lot more of the line is getting recognized now. Well, yeah, and I think a lot more has to – and I think a lot of that has to do with how much they analyze football now. Like if you think about football back in the day, um, when we would watch an analyst, they weren't breaking down plays the way they break them down now. Like they, they teach you nickel and dime formations and all this stuff. If you just watch uh, a sports center, you know what I'm saying? Like they're going through yeah. all these different formations and routes and X, X, Y's and Z's. It, it, it gets, it gets a little wild. So it's like, the analytical perspective has almost gotten to the point where people are recognizing how important the line is and what those guys are doing. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I, I've, I've watched more pro ball this year than I ever have. And do you think that has to do, cause I know a few weeks ago you kind of jumped or maybe two weeks ago. I don't remember. You kind of jumped on the Kelsey uh, podcast. You were, you were listening to the new Heights podcast. Do you think it has something to do with that? I, it might because, uh, you know, I like podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, well, I think a lot of it has to do with – I'm trying to understand Charlie's position in football more. Ah, I see. And and these – I didn't know what a daggum – this route – those routes like Charlie runs, you know, the guard, the pulling guard. Yep. I didn't know what a pulling guard was until last – month right right that's like foreign technology uh, foreign terminology to you yeah yeah because you know i've i'm not the most analytical fan right so i'm i'm 
watching and I'm watching these NFL pulling guards, and it's like, holy cow, those guys open a hole up. I'm talking about they open a freaking hole when they when it comes together with them. Like last night in that game, I saw a, a replay on one where they're like, watch the pulling card. And I'm like, of course I'm going to watch the pulling card. <laughs> right, right. You know, and he opens up a hole for a touchdown. Right. I mean, that it's so important what those guys do, man. And watching watching the documentary and how, how many hit after hit, how many hits that guy takes. Like when you watch those games, it's just over and over and over again. Collision, collision, collision. It's yeah. amazing that. He's able to stay. He's able to stay in the condition that he's in, man. It's I know it kind of shows some of his physical ailments in the in the documentaries so far, but it's amazing that he's in the shape he's in. Yeah, ain't that the most lineman thing though? When him and his wife go on a first date and he falls asleep, that is the most lineman thing, dude. Like, like you watch linemen, and these dudes are freaking beast, beast. But if they stop for ten minutes, they're out. Yeah. Well, if you look at them, like these guys are 300 plus pounds, right? Like what does it take <laughs> to get 300 plus pounds moving? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's funny. I give Charlie a hard time about that because the linemen are like, they're not, they're not big lazies, but they are kind of big lazy. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you get them going, they're in motion, but once you get them stopped, dude, let them break, let them rest, man. <laughs> They, they look like the dinosaurs, you know, like elephants kind of just walking around. <laughs> That's hilarious. Then, but then they turn into a freaking cheetah. <laughs> right. When you it know, comes game time, buddy. For five yards, for five yards, and dudes are fast. <laughs> yeah, they get up on the balls of their feet, man. <laughs> it's funny to watch. But Well, let's take an ad break and come back and talk about some other stuff. Let's do it. Hey, Night Shifters, we've got a new sponsor, and that sponsor is Eileen Ayers with Bush Real Estate. You can find her at movingcowita.com for all of your real estate needs in and around Coweta County. Find her at movingcowita.com. Well, John Carter watched 2023. We have an important update. Oh, man. Let me know. He turned 99 this past weekend. 99 years young. He beat another one. Uh, Diane Feinstein kicked the bucket. Yep. Yep. Uh, he outlived her. She voted the day she died. No way. Yeah, she voted on a bill the day she died. Go figure. Get out of here. Yep. What's crazy, Chuck, is you mentioned on the podcast last week about not going to the Griffin Spalding game because of violence. And, of course, there's violence. And then I mentioned on the podcast Diane Feinstein being too old for Congress or whatever, and now she's out. And here she is uh, Um, in a coffin. Not to to make light of the situation. I'm I'm sorry for her family's loss and all that. I'm not trying to make light of it, but I'm just saying that's really weird. Could you say that I'm going to find a uh, black Chevy truck like I'm looking for um, in the next few weeks that way? Yeah, sure, dude. Um, I think. I really think something that you're looking for is going to jump out for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> there you go, man. We're making it. We're, we seem to be calling it. We seem to be calling it pretty well out here. Now that we started looking at things from a WWE perspective. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we really seem to be understanding the landscape a little bit more. Yeah. but So now we've got 364 days to find out if Carter's going to make it to 100. What's your prediction? I think he's going to make it. Do you? I think he's going to absolutely. I do too. I ha- he's given me no reason to doubt him. I mean, the dude was at a pe- peanut festival this weekend. <laughs> That's freaking week. awesome. That's freaking awesome, dude. So we got to go, Carter. I think we're all on that bandwagon of Carter making it to a hundred. Yes, I agree. I agree. Let's okay. do it for Jimmy. One more year, Jimmy. Hopefully he don't pull the uh, Betty White and almost make it. <laughs> no, nah, man, I think I, I feel triple digits in his future. Okay. I feel triple digits in his future. Now, dude, we've got to hit one of these last things on the notes, man. These French bed bugs. Tell me about that. <laughs> Have you I seen remember- it? Did you watch any anything about this? Have you heard about it? 
I remember him talking about French about bed bugs in the news, but tell me about it. So the French government is having to get involved with a bud bed bug invasion in Paris. So okay. this the Summer Olympics are supposed to take place in Paris okay. next year. Next year. And they're worried about this invasion so much so that the government is getting involved and having like an oversight committee and like they're having to do daily updates and eradications and all kinds of stuff. Like I was learning that. So like uh, your average bed bug can lay one to seven eggs every day. Yeah, dude. I learned a lot about bed bugs watching Hotel Hotel Impossible. (laughs) <laughs> it's a serious situation apparently yeah, they've got dogs that can sniff out bed bugs really yeah that's fascinating yeah it's pretty neat to watch the little dog work a little beagle yeah you know going in there finding the bed bugs and then <laughs> holy cow some of the stuff he's like oh gosh i don't even want to imagine but so i i kind of at the end of the uh articles i was reading about it you kind of uncover why they're trying so hard to get rid of these things. The French government has invested $6 billion. In this. Holy cow. Yeah. They have invested $6 billion into preparing for the Olympics. And they have 150,000 jobs on the line. Yeah. They got to get it on this. Yeah. Like I, I get now why they're so adamant about getting rid of these bed bugs. Dude. If they, if they flop on attendance because of a bed bug invasion, I mean, that could be some serious economic consequences for the what, country or for, for Paris it, in general. What if they think they got it all fixed and the whole world comes to <laughs> Paris? and then All the take, world's best athletes. And then they take all these freaking bed bugs back to their country because they got their luggage and stuff. Yeah, and plot twist, they're Bill Gates bed bugs. Yeah, so they're genetically mutated to because they usually use heat to uh, kill them, like a steam heat. Yes. So yeah, and they they can withstand the heat, and then we have a bed bug pandemic, and yeah, then we can't go out of our house because of the bed bugs. We need to be looking for a bed bug um, facility in Paris right now. I bet there's a bed bug research facility in you Paris right now. We need to be looking for that. Yeah, well, we let these bed bugs out because we thought they'd eat the other bed bugs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or it'd be like, oh, yeah, no, this bed bug invasion isn't because of this bed bug no. uh, research institute yeah. that happens to be right here where the invasion right. is happening. That's right. <laughs> that All would right. never happen. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy. We're hitting the movie review, man. I We're love gonna- it. I love that movie. I forgot how much I love that movie. I forgot how many recognizable um, scenery, how much recognizable scenery was in that movie. Yeah. It, and you know, it dealt with some of the social issues of the time with uh, racism towards black and anti-Semitism towards the Jewish people. Absolutely. Uh, that was, uh, it was tough to watch almost, man. Like out, watching it in these times is so different. Yeah. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, freaking, I don't think he gets enough credit for that movie. Totally forgot he was in it, and what a phenomenal acting job he does in it. Um, I mean, he everything gets kind of overshadowed by Morgan Freeman's performance. Yeah. Um, but Dan Aykroyd, he, he really came through in the clutch, dude. He did a great job. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember women like Jessica T- Tandy's character, Miss Daisy. Not especially. Uh I do. <laughs> I mean, my grandmother is kind of like that. She is, she's 87. So like, I mean, but she, you know, she's kind of that way in, well, I, in a way. She never had the money though. I cleaned the swimming pools as a kid. Oh, so you got some exposure. And and we, we cleaned some, some of these old women looked at me and my granddad as the help, which I mean, we are, we were cleaning yeah. the swimming pool, but you got that vibe when you talk to them. Wow. Wow. What's interesting is like she was uh you remember when she gets mad about him picking her up at the front? Yeah. That is like that's one of the funniest things. Dude, she's everybody looking at me, I know what they were thinking. Yeah. yeah they don't they ain't paying you no attention, old woman. <laughs> but that that scene when they're driving around Griffin, 
Yeah, man. So many, um, so many sites that I recognized in I that saw, downtown Griffin scene. I saw McClellan's, which is the old five and dime. That yeah. Had, it had a soda fountain in it and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of neat seeing that. Uh, Moral Powell store was in there uh, on that same little strip. I remember seeing the car on the tra- on the little trailer that they would drive around filming. Really? Yeah, I remember that. Wow. Now, there was one part, I think when they're driving to Alabama, where I swear they go through that curve in 16, where it branches off. Um, you know what I'm talking about. It's... Um, it's right, right, kind of where you. If you're going down 16 towards Griffin, you got to make a hard left to stay on 16. Yeah, that's not that curve. Oh, it's not. It looks no. just like it, man. It does, but it's not. Um, Dang. Where they get pulled over by the, uh, by those two, or where those two state troopers come and check on them. Yeah, I know where that's at. That's over in, I believe that's over near off Carver Road. Yeah, between Carver Road and 1941, not too far from where P and D's at. Oh, okay, okay. I wish they would have left that uh, "Welcome to Alabama" sign staked in the ground and just confused the mess out so of people. You could for just a ride by and see it. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be cool? They filmed a movie in Griffin, and it was a Burt Reynolds movie, and they put an ice cream shop up in downtown, and we all thought we didn't realize there was a movie being filmed. We all thought we were getting an ice cream shop. <laughs> we're like, when is this going to open? And da, da, da. I mean, like for months. Yeah. And it just popped up and we're like, heck yeah, an ice cream shop downtown. <laughs> nope. Bert fooled you, dude. Bert fooled us. Well, what's He had we- you all fooled. Let's do some history. All right. Let's do <laughs> Chucker. So for this week in history, 1995 on this day, as a matter of fact, I believe. Uh, yeah, August or October 2nd, October 3rd. I don't know. One of the most sensational trials in U.S. history ended as a jury found O.J. Simpson not guilty of murdering his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend, Ronald Goldman. And we all believe it. And we all believe it, dude. I... Um, <laughs> So, do you remember Pogs back in the day? Kinda. Okay, so I had a whole Pog set and a slammer and everything that had O.J. Simpson not guilty written on it. Jeez. Like, his face, it was his face, and then it said not guilty on it. Like, this was like a whole crazy thing that it got that far deep. It got into your pop culture. Yeah, yeah, as a child. Yeah. What were you doing in 95? How did, did you care about this trial? Were you keeping up with it? Were you like glued to the TV? What did you think? 95. We were watching it on TV. Uh, we talked yeah. about it. I didn't have pause because I was a little older. <laughs> um, I just remember, I, the most, the thing I remember about it is the glove not fitting. So coming home from school and basically seeing the recap on the news. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I remember the Bronco chase. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal, too. Yeah. That was a bit. I definitely remember the Bronco chase. So that's what I remember about the whole O.J. Simpson thing. Unforgettable. Now, what's crazy is the dude did wind up in jail for all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, dude's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. His return to Twitter or whatever Hello, was Twitter crazy. World. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> that guy's crazy. So, yeah, that's this week in history, man. O.J. Simpson found not guilty. Ding, ding. You got a meme for me? Got you. Coming at you. This is a controversial subject, John. Mama always said life was like the meme of the week. You never know what you're going to get. All right, pulling it up. Here it is. We've got a candy corn looking very angry with his arms crossed. It says, I don't like you either. <laughs> this is a bit of a controversial subject. Now, 
Do you want me to give my perspective first, or do you want to take the reins on this one? First? No, no, you go ahead. I like candy corn. I like okay. it once a year. I won't eat a lot of it. I'll eat a, I'll eat a couple of little tiny bags of it, maybe. I, yeah. I don't mind it, but I, I only want it once a year. I mean, we've downed some candy corn at work. Yeah, yeah. You know. I really don't have a problem with it. I, I don't eat a ton of it, but uh, I, I like it. Your wife thinks it's gross that you eat it. Yeah, well, my wife thinks that. a lot of things are gross, you know what I mean? Um, I'm a big fan of candy corn, and I don't understand why people are not. Now, I do only eat it during the holiday season because I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but if you go by, say, around June at the gas station, that's just so hard you can't hardly chew it. No, I've never bought it at a different time of year. I have once. <laughs> one time. Yeah. That's all it took was once. Learned my lesson. I heard that, man. Hey, this has been a great show. Thanks, thanks for tuning in, Night Shifters. We we love you guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate we'll it. See y'all next week.